Welcome to Sarah's Shorts, pocket-sized stories for the soul. I'm Sarah, and I'm tall. The only thing short about me are my podcasts. Sarah's Shorts is the podcast version of my blog, All Things Work Together, where I tell life stories with a purpose. Often faith-based, usually humor-laced, always worth a listen. Or that's my goal anyway. Thanks for joining me. The one thing I needed to guarantee my DIY project succeeded rather goes against the principle of doing it yourself, I think. It was 4.30 on Sunday morning when my husband plopped his pillows close to my head and chuckled as he curled his body into mine. I feel safe with you, this man told me as he wrapped his arms around me. Before I could guess where sweet Steve was going with this, he continued, because I know you can't frame me. And we both burst out laughing. After watching YouTube videos, making purchases, taking measurements, cutting, sanding, and painting, we were ready to install frames around our large bathroom mirrors, piece by piece. We is a strong word. I might be more accurate. Steve had purchased liquid nails for the job and cut the tip so I could pull the trigger to squeeze glue in his prescribed zigzag on the backside of the painted wood. He also said I could do his mirror first, in case it didn't come out perfect. It didn't. I started with one of the square rosette blocks that would anchor each corner of the frame. I added the zigzag of glue into the center of the piece, pressed it into the spot I'd mapped for it, and watched it slide down when I removed my hand. Frantic, I repositioned it and stood pressing it against the mirror. Steve happened to to come notice and saw my predicament, and then he searched for something to brace it. A dusty metal desk organizer with one of Steve's old leather wallets stacked on top. It did the trick. So with that now stable base, I added glue to the vertical piece I would stack above the rosette and then pressed it into position. Upon its solid foundation, it stayed in place. So with misplaced confidence, I zigzagged a dollop of liquid nails to the 42 inch long horizontal piece of frame and placed it onto the mirror too high. I lowered it, but left a smear of grayish glue across the new mirror. I used my right hand to remove the ugly smudge while my left hand kept the board in place. Of course, the glue that refused to dry under the wood dried so fast on the glass, it wouldn't wipe away. It was a mess. At this point, I decided to forego the liquid nails and use my trusty hot glue gun instead. I added the remaining pieces without incident and moved to my much larger mirror. This time, I created a platform to guide the six-foot-long horizontal piece into place. I plugged in another hot glue gun, realizing I had a lot of real estate to cover and get into place before the glue dried. To make this work, I became a two-fisted gluer. Using hot glue was the key I found, but I had to be quick. Everything went as planned until I tried to put the last piece into place. 
the top horizontal one. I tried it before I added glue, and clearly I'd misaligned other pieces along the way because the remaining space was too tight. Or was it? <laughs> like any other little red hen type of girl, I didn't think to ask Steve for help. No, no, I did it myself. To be clear, I did not use a saw to trim a smidge off the end, as he might have done. That would have taken too much time. No, I whacked it into place with my fist. I know, mirror, fragile, what was I thinking? But the mirror remained intact, thank God. However, the wood was wedged so tight, I couldn't get it out to add the glue. So I put the glue gun above it and squeezed a little hot adhesive in between the mirror and the wood. I noticed some gapping and pressed the board into the mirror. Done. Perfect-ish. <laughs> I cleaned up, used a razor blade to scrape away the glue from Steve's mirror and a little bit of paint from the frame, poo, and put my tools away. Mission accomplished. Or not. An hour later, Steve came to get me with bad news. I'm sorry to tell you this, he said. The frame's fallen. I couldn't believe him. Well, I could believe the top piece I hadn't glued sufficiently had fallen. But no, all the pieces, save a couple of the rosettes, had collapsed onto my countertop. The hot glue really wasn't the problem. Now it is, of course, as I have to scrape it off and start all over again. The problem was the wedged piece of wood putting so much pressure on the rest of the frame. The problem was me. When I confessed my DIY faux pas, Steve agreed my action was the cause of the frame's failure. But it wasn't the only reason. We recently renovated our bathroom, tore out the old shower and built a new one, replaced the 1970s gold counters with modern formica pretending to be granite, and added new sinks. We also removed the false ceilings above the shower and two sink areas and replaced old fluorescent tube lighting with energy efficient LEDs. We, again, is a strong word. By we, I mean our contractor and our checkbook. The removal of the false ceilings left a ginormous space above each counter. Plus, my mirror had tarnished around the edges and needed some love. Steve's was so bad it had had to be replaced. Framing the mirrors would hide those blemishes and give the space some character, I thought. Raising the mirrors five inches above the backsplash would also help fill the vast space. I still liked the look, but I sure did miss the perfectly level, solid foundation the backsplash would have provided if I'd been able to rest my frame on it. It would have changed everything. But on the afternoon of that Sunday, when Steve awakened me only to tease me for my framing failure, I tried again and succeeded. Only perfect-ish still, but permanent. This time, I created a scaffolding as both a guide and support on which the bottom frame could rest. Instead of heating my glue guns, I used liquid nails plus some permanent double-sided foam tape so the wood could stick to the mirror immediately while the glue took its sweet time to dry. 
and I enlisted the help of my son, AJ, because we is a strong word when it's true. I know we call these projects DIY as in do it yourself, but I prefer do it yourselves, plural. That I think may be the secret of success. Certainly it was the secret of this project's success. The wisest man of all time, King Solomon said it this way, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Ecclesiastes 4.9 in the NIV. He finished that thought with this in verse 12, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Actually, though Steve hadn't helped with the installation so much, he had helped me cut the wood in Home Depot and then again, more precisely at home. He'd coached me in sanding and painting and storing the finished boards. And I think he recognized my fear of failure before I attempted to glue the frame into place and gave me time to prepare and offered his mirror for my first imperfect attempt. He is sweet. And he also made we a cord of three strands we. I've always thought of marriage as a cord of three strands, my dear husband, me, and God, and we're still together. <laughs> but being part of the we team, me, AJ, and Steve, didn't mean Steve wouldn't tease me after I did fail or remind me of that failing even after I succeeded. For after AJ and I labored together for the good return of a permanently framed mirror, we returned to the kitchen where my teasing husband reiterated his earlier comment to his audience, mom can't frame me. At least AJ didn't have to be awakened at 4.30 a.m. to hear that nonsense. I suppose it's true. I couldn't frame Steve alone anyway. But AJ didn't hesitate to respond. It's not framing if it's true. <laughs> so true. And what frame did Steve fear? Smart, AJ. Sweet, I thought, Steve and me and my heavenly father who is with me in all things. The power of we. Can I add a P.S.? Driving to work this morning, listening to the Joy FM, I heard Tara Lee Cobble's Bible recap for Paul's message to the Ephesians. Her God shot this morning was about the full armor of God. You know, the armor that includes includes these elements, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the gospel of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Tara Lee pointed out the large gap in this armor, leaving us exposed. What is that gap? The back. Nothing, she said, covers our backsides. What gives, God, she said. Except that when these armored soldiers carried swords, they went into battle back to back. They each had each other's backside. My friend, we do too. When we fight our battles, whether it's a DIY project doomed to failure or lies from the pit of hell threatening our peace, when we fight our battles together, we have each other's backside and experience the power of we. Go be a we with somebody today. Love you. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening, please. You can find my written stories on my websites, All Things Work Together, located at sarahdagan.com. That's Sarah without an H. I hope you'll come back for more of Sarah Short's Pocket Size Stories for the Soul. Thank you.